Hi. Hello. Hello. How you doing? So good. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals. And best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. <laughs> or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife at a busy birth center and small home birth practice. I'm Meredith Rout, also a midwife at a small home birth practice the same one that campaigns is referencing <laughs> and i'm jess mckee i'm a doula and also a birth assistant with you guys at your out of hospital practice yeah <laughs> so it's we had so we had a really nice long break over the holidays as yes by Meredith's inability to speak yes we did i had um premiere had five babies on christmas yeah, yeah you that did that was crazy oh i remember this is the second time we've actually recorded mm-hmm, this episode mm-hmm. so now it's all coming back to me I'm that you had said that you had been relaxing because Doing you were nothing. in depression after coming back from key west yeah mm-hmm. and i'm just fucking going crazy going nuts you hadn't like <laughs> slept at all we hadn't seen each other in like a week it felt really weird yeah it was crazy jen's going crazy too it's just nuts yeah i've been literally the laziest person on the face of the planet I'm not. Um, it sounds amazing it's been kind of glorious i'm really motivated i want my whole house done now well i have a plan now to start getting stuff done as soon as you know the new year rolls around we're not quite there yet so <laughs> close got a couple more days left y'all so close a couple more days to be lazy tell everyone why we're recording this episode again so <laughs> it's because i wasn't there <laughs> meredith wasn't here the other day when we tried I wasn't to, here record. to keep shit together we tried to record this episode and me and kim got together and got in the hot tub and we started drinking and did you guys the- record in the hot tub no, no. Oh, but man. by the time we recorded i think both of us were kind of not sober I, we, well you were <laughs> slurring for sure by the second half and i was like ah, oh, drunk jess is here she's slurring slurring oh, oh, no. and then later i was like driving the next day i was like i can't remember anything we talked about and i'm pretty sure we did not cover even just now you guys were trying to talk to. about what you said and you still don't yeah. know yeah so what we're doing today is we're recording about redemption births because we've had like this is our redemption episode of redemption birth yes um so the first one was you know our birth mageddon of redemption births and this is the gonna be the good episode we're gonna knock it out of the park but before we start talking about redemption births can anybody talk about like the favorite thing they've done over our break <sighs> from you did not there's warn so me. many things to choose from i yeah. don't know no i have no idea I'm going to talk about a little bit about what you did night. last night without <laughs> me. Night. Girl, you were invited. Listen, I stopped by here to drop off a gift and I thought for sure I was going to get called to a birth. So I didn't stay. Thank you and for the gifts, Lindsay, by the way. Yes, oh, thank yeah. You. Thank you so much. They were clutching our gallivanting last night. Yes. So thank you. And Go so on. I went home and I ended up sleeping all night, which is great. But the pictures I got were so I would like amazing. to say we were ho- I was home by nine o'clock last night. Yeah. So like you very well could have come and still gotten sleep oh my gosh it was oh the my most gosh. magical jaunty trek through Strasbourg. it felt like we were either in high school or early college years yeah. all over again alice where you just like us. are so silly oh alice alice is going to be on an episode yeah she's picking she's surprising us mm-hmm. with a topic so i'm really excited about that mm-hmm. so excited anyway go ahead so where do you even begin this was like completely unplanned but after just hanging out and drinking wine um, we were just gonna go for a walk we were like let's go for a walk and we just ended up walking like three miles, like doing body crawls through a soccer field. <laughs> we thought that we were going to get arrested. Listen, I, I did not think field. that we were going to get arrested. You climbed up on the Strasburg Ram. I neither confirm or deny that. I have a picture to prove it. <laughs> Shh. 
she's like riding it like <laughs> Colonel it Sanders. And there's yeah. a picture where she has a literal halo. It's beautiful. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh I'm my God. Like a crusader. I'm going to get arrested for that. <laughs> Usually I'm like, I slept, no regrets. But I absolutely regretted not going. There might have been some nudity by the river under the full moon. Of course there was. Yeah. There was a lot of snuggling. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. The most magical part of the entire evening was that big, beautiful tree that somebody has in their yard that they decorate. We just laid under their tree We just laid under it and looked up at the Christmas lights. It was so (laughs) beautiful. (laughs) This is cracking me up. I should have stayed. I should have stayed. So much fun. We kept saying that. We're like, Kim would really, like, would actually probably not want to be here if she was actually here. So. No, I don't like to be cold. So it wasn't cold. It, it, it really cold wasn't cold. cold. If I drank, like I would have been fine. But yeah. I wasn't yeah. drinking. So it was the most magical thing that I've done. So good. Since Key West. <laughs> it was Key West. So awesome. So let's talk about redemption births. Because Kim doesn't want to share anything so, about her fun holiday break. I don't even... <laughs> I mean, I had we had five babies between three of us. You so worked like crazy. Yeah. It's just been crazy. But um, what break? I thought it was funny that when Lisa, who you're going to talk about, had yeah. her baby, you texted me uh-huh. that we should do an episode on redemption births. Yes. And then the next day, I went with you to do their postpartum. Yep. And Josh te- husband, had said, yeah. "Hey, you guys should do an episode on redemption awesome. births and talk about and this we're one." Like, and I was like, that's, that's weird. Dee, 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 that dee, is dee, dee, what we were going to call the episode. Yes. We're going to talk about your birth. And watch so like weird. the first version of this. It'd actually be really good. <laughs> now that all of that combined together to create a redemption episode. <laughs> It'll be better because you're here. Oh, yeah, you just same. see the face she's making as she says that to me. It's like full Isn't of sarcasm. <laughs> oh, I don't even know my sarcasm faces. <laughs> I feel like a cat in the sunlight. Yeah, you're about to knock out. <laughs> I'm just going to lay here. So redemption births are something, and I think I said this in the last time I recorded this, that are near and dear to my heart. <laughs> yes, you are. And also a double-edged sword. Sword. <laughs> sword. Because <laughs> I had a redemption birth. Um, and so redemption births are, there's a lot of people that I know, it's always usually my favorite clients, where they come to me and they're like, I had this first birth. It was so traumatic. It was so hard. I feel like my body let me down and didn't do you know what I thought it was going to and they come to me and I'm like this is going to be so much different like you're gonna it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be so healing those are usually my favorite births because there's something so powerful about watching a woman who had doubted herself like work through those like Mm -hmm fears from her last birth and then like totally be in her power at a birth and just like rock it out so so hard and every time a birth like that happens every time a birth like that happens i just like i get such like huge chills just like oh my gosh she's so strong and beautiful and she's realizing how much stronger and beautiful she is than she ever realized yeah it's like labor is hard enough but add into that like all of your doubts from your previous experiences you have to work yeah. through. Ugh. And it's so so healing to it's so so healing to have a redemption birth. And so we want to talk a little bit because sometimes a redemption birth can be like you had a traumatic like vaginal birth the first time or things just didn't go according to be planned. It could be that you ended up having a cesarean. Um, it could be any birth that to you is like traumatic or hard. Like you feel like your power was taken away because of circumstances. Even yeah. If the outcomes are good. I think we were pointing out too that sometimes a planned, a planned mm-hmm. cesarean would be your redemption birth yeah. or like 
an epidural and having your doula present yep. or your family. It doesn't have to be like a non-medicated. It could be whatever yep. makes you feel mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah, for some people it is like rocking out that unmedicated home birth a second time. Other people, they can have traumatic unmedicated home births and their redemption birth is like they said, choosing and owning, like, I want to go to the hospital and I want to get an epidural and like making those choices and having it like go well for them. That can be their redemption birth or just having a cesarean that's less traumatic than the last one because they get to plan it and own it. Mm -hmm. I think the reason this episode is also hard for me is because I've watched women who I love like so much do everything right and try to have that redemption. Yes. And it's like it and they don't it. I don't know if they feel redeemed or not, but some moms I know they just don't. And, mm-hmm. and it sucks yeah. because they've done everything. Their diet is good. Their care is great. Mm-hmm. And then they still don't get what they were going for. So it's it's just so hard to talk about it sometimes, I think. And I've met some women like that, that even doing all the planning and doing everything right and not having it go according to plan almost for them is a redemption birth because it's like it's not that I didn't do something right, right the first time. It was like something mm-hmm. is really happening that's making this mm-hmm. not They know they did every single right. thing they could. Yeah. And so and then sometimes it takes multiple births before you get that mm-hmm. birth that makes you feel redeemed. Like, you know, our one client who her second had a cesarean, her first birth, transferred to the hospital for a home birth. No, actually planned a hospital birth, had a cesarean, second time, did everything right trying to get her home birth, redemption birth, still ended up transferring and getting a cesarean, and then it was her third birth that she had what was her redemption home mm-hmm. birth. I had coffee with her this morning. You did. I know. She's I the did. best. She's I love so her great. so much. <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> yeah, and so, but I think that when it comes to talking about redemption births, I think it's important not to just talk about why we like them and why they're so powerful and healing, but also to talk about ways to plan to have a redemption birth. And I think part of that goes back to like your birth planning, like knowing what you want, but also having a plan for if those change, right? Um, not going into it blind. So like, even if you are planning an out of hospital home birth like unmedicated and you end up in the hospital getting a cesarean you have a plan for that so that you still are retaining as much of your power as possible and i think even before that we talk about this all the time like finding a provider that's going to support you in whatever that vision is yeah like if you want to have a more family-friendly cesarean as your redemption birth like finding a provider that's going to allow you to do that yeah. or if you want to have like out of hospital birth finding a provider that does v-backs and isn't going to yeah. put a lot of pressure on you because of your history yeah and so it's like making those plans to get the healing birth that you need or want um but like the my favorite moment at those births is always like and it happens to almost every single one of them is when the baby finally comes out and almost every single mom is like, I did it. Like, they can't believe it because you can't believe it happens until it's actually yeah, already it happened. happened. Yeah. You're like always doubting it until it's over. Or when they're like, I pushed that baby out of my vagina. For <laughs> yeah. those moms who like really wanted oh, to have V-backs. a vaginal birth. Yeah. yeah. Or like the their provider's like, that baby just came out of your, your vagina. And they're oh, like, I'm, yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that you had a baby. From your vagina. (laughs) And I I also think it's important to talk as providers how to support people where they're at to get there. Because I think, you know, like so much we do is about informed consent. And I think it can be easy for providers to push our vision of what perfect birth Mm -hmm. is onto other people. But it's like knowing the right questions to ask to help support a mom 
to be wherever she's at to get what she needs because sometimes we'll go to some births um, and we won't even realize that some of the stuff we did at the first birth was considered like traumatic to them um and so oh yes i get every once in a while they're yeah like, listen you did this could you not do that again yeah. and mm-hmm. i'm like i'm so sorry yeah and so we'll be looking at it from the outside like that birth was amazing and then but also right. like thank you so much to those moms for being honest mm-hmm. right like so many people wouldn't feel safe saying that to their provider yeah. but it's so important super important and so it's like knowing the questions to ask when you're unpacking from the first birth mm-hmm. to go into the second birth so that we can try to get out of their way as much as possible mm-hmm. and not cause a problem in their redemption birth. Yeah. Um, Cause so much about redemptions births is about the moms like finding their own power and like our job is really just to protect that. Yeah. Cause really they just need to, do it on their own it's not us facilitating their redemption birth it's us not getting in the way of their redemption birth, which can be so hard to do yeah because you're so invested in redemption births especially especially if they're a repeat client of yours like there's so like you're just so invested you want that for them so badly yeah and i think that it's important to find a provider who is invested in your birth it is really weird when someone's like this is what i want and in your mind you're like what really I mean, if I had to have another baby, I would want an epidural and a margarita at the same time simultaneously (laughs) and or fuck it, cut it out. Like and people are like, that is so horrible to say, like there are women that have always wanted a vaginal birth. I'm like, if I have one more baby, my vagina is going to fall onto the floor and never, (laughs) never go back. So to me, that sounds glorious. Like, I'll take that. So yeah, some women. Thank God we'll never get there. Thank God. Some women say things and I'm like, wow, I never would have thought that would be something you would go for and then you think of your own vagina on the floor and you're like okay I all right g- i got I it. it i hear you I hear it. <laughs> so i think there is also a fine line what you're saying because some people go into it and they're making decisions out of fear they're like i want this this and that and so then it's also as a provider during your prenatal time asking those questions again to unpack like is this person making this decision out of fear and they're really going to want something else and then they're going to experience it and be like oh that's totally not what I wanted and feel let down and so I think there's a lot of questions that we can ask about why they feel that way so that if you can alleviate fears and like take the roadblocks away that they're making an informed choice, then you really know, no, this is what they want. It's not just something they're doing out of misinformation or thoughts that it's somehow going to be better or easier than something else. Yeah. I think that's where informed consent plays the biggest role. Like the best way to combat that is just giving as much information as possible. Yeah. And asking questions like, sensitively and doing like reflective listening which is so hard to do like (laughs) if you talk like we do Mm -hmm. (laughs) what i'm hearing is you also want a glass of wine what (laughs) i that's not what i said (laughs) well that's definitely what you should say (laughs) i'm sorry i blanked out for a second (laughs) i was thinking about wine i've been doing that more and more with the kids not at work because that's my like break but we was at chelsea's this morning and i was like trying to hear what chelsea was saying we were talking about our new house which is amazing and then brock came over and i was staring at him and i literally just blanked him out i was like i blanked out i don't know what you just said i literally can't pick up your voice anymore because they're never going back to school ever again they're (laughs) going to be in my house forever so i just blank them out i can't help it i've checked out of this situation now again you said you wanted wine aren't you six he's had you all the years of his life he's fine (laughs) oh we had also talked about um it's all coming back to you now. <laughs> because it's like, 
it's hard when you watch the women that you've been with several times or they like for whatever reason they just they have that c-section again or whatever so when i did my numbers i didn't post them because i didn't want it to be sad for the people who like were in the you know c-section rate yeah but i also feel like the people who love you are going to celebrate that with you even if it's like a reflection of their experience like everybody like loves you they're gonna be so proud of your numbers not not everyone (laughs) 99.999 percent of people love you people love kim or they think she's a ginormous (laughs) (laughs) by beep she's a bitch i don't know what i meant by that what did that that lady call her uh crazy crazy ass bitch or something yeah I mean, I'm fine with either her. one. I I appreciate people who love me, and I appreciate. She just who- inspires extremes in everyone, and she loves that. Yeah. Well, those are the only feelings I have too. <laughs> there's no middle. There's no like it's it's all or nothing, and that's fine. <laughs> so I think we should talk a little bit about your numbers, though, because it's I a think huge accomplishment. It's a very huge accomplishment. So basically, every three years, you need to recertify for your license for midwifery. I do my license every two years and my certification every three. Yeah. So I had to do my numbers. And so I think this is like redemption for midwives because sometimes in the medical community, we get like a bad rap. And so it's like seeing what we're accomplishing, not what we're accomplishing, what the moms under our support are accomplishing is like awesome. So Kim recently tallied up all of her births for the last three years um, Which is a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> it was a good bit. It wasn't as many as I thought, though. So, I mean, that's cool. I have to find them. So banter on while I look. No. Okay. Anyways, we're really impressed with her. We're really proud to Super know her. Awesome. Okay, stop. That we're good now. <laughs> banter about something else. <laughs> Let's talk about how much we love Kim. Let's not. <laughs> while she do has no that. power to change that. Nope. <laughs> um, so Kim, what were what were your numbers? So in three years, I did 147 births. Which is a lot. Whoop, whoop. So uh, one of those was a planned hospital birth, and it was a natural vaginal delivery, unmedicated. Unmedicated. I got to stop saying natural. Yeah. I know. I yeah. can't get That's my really head difficult. around that. It's so hard. Um, so then, That's out of 146, <laughs> out of 146 planned out of hospital births, I had 16 transfers. Okay. Um, so my transfer rate was 10.8 percent. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Considering our cesarean rate in this country is well over 30%. It's ridiculous. So I'm like, yeah. wait, let me just compare those two for a second. Yeah. Done. And okay. so then of your transfers, didn't you like break it yeah, down? Yeah. So of my transfers, um, <laughs> six of those 16 had a vaginal delivery with an epidural. One had a non-medicated vaginal delivery. Um, one was there for a preterm and she, um, I don't know which one of those she was. So, um, we were just there because her baby was 35 weeks, nine were cesareans. Okay. So of one, so my cesarean rate is 6.1% for That's three awesome. years, yeah. for three That's years. Awesome. Yeah. So I was really proud of that. And of those nine cesareans, five were primary. So it was their first C-section and four were repeat cesareans. Yeah. Um, I also transferred two newborns for respiratory issues and four moms postpartum for retained placenta hemorrhages, and which feels repair. like nothing like yeah. four seems like nothing in three years. In three yeah. Years, yeah. Considering so, like in my mind, those situations feel so extreme, like to think that there was only four of them. I also that. think those numbers are like so much redemption for women, too, because there's so many horror stories in our culture that like 
that it's too hard to have an out-of-hospital birth. It's too hard to have an unmedicated birth. Like, people will laugh at you and tell you a horror story if you're like, oh, I'm planning an unmedicated birth. Yeah. But even just seeing, like, even out of your transfers, there was still, like, unmedicated deliveries. Um, and, like, the percentage of people that transferred and needed to be medicated is, like, super low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's somewhere around 6%. So it's up. like, <clears throat> no matter how many regardless of what you want i feel like knowing that women can do it and do it all the time like helps people yeah and and so i don't blame like i don't just blame our i don't blame the system for our c-section rate and for whatever yeah Um, as i've said before i think half of it is our system the other half is women just don't yeah want to take responsibility so i have to say my numbers which i think are awesome and i am really proud of them i also had most of my women were healthy, mm-hmm. purposeful mm-hmm. women. Like they were coming in, like I am willing yep. to like set out information, right? Like I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to do some exercise or, or, or not, but most mm-hmm. of them like walk or whatever, or I'm willing to eat a healthier diet. I'm willing to take, take a childbirth class for yeah. the love of God, take a class. Like, so these women did go above and beyond. Whereas a lot of women, that we have here in our country don't want to do that just so. show up and whatever happens, happens. right and so I, my numbers are awesome but i also have awesome moms so. yeah um and so i wanted to talk about moms who are again wanting to have that redemption birth um i think it's so important to be very intentional about unpacking your trauma from your first birth and that can be hard for some people because it's really easy because I know I do it all the time in my regular life to like take negative things and just not want to think mm-hmm. about them because it just tamp them down. You put them down. And what, what I like to call the deep. hole. Yeah. <laughs> the bottomless pit. You put them into the hole. My down hole into might the hole. be getting filled up now. <laughs> Actually, it hasn't been filled up in a really long time. <laughs> Your poor empty hole. In one context, that's a positive thing. And another, it's a very unfortunate thing. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, oh my god! I just want to—I want to sing that poor unfortunate soul song, but unfortunate <laughs> hole. So sad. Oh I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that on New Year's. I'm gonna play that song. Yeah. And dedicate it to you and your unfortunate you. hole. Now Jess is thinking about her hole and she can't think about anything now else. I'm just gonna be thinking of it, calling it an unfortunate hole, and it just sounds so sad. Moving on. Trust me, she's not aggravating. She's. Fine. Oh, I'm sorry. Now you want to move on from something? Okay, go ahead. We'll move on. Stop talking about my hole. So your hole's you off the table. My so- my feelings are off the table. I mean, what do we have left? I thought we were still talking about my feelings. <laughs> I said my feelings. <laughs> so it's hard for women to talk about their feelings. Yeah. So it's hard. It can be really easy to just like ignore it and be like and be like, oh, as long as I'm not thinking about it or feeling it, it's not there. But then let me clarify. It's easy. It's easy for people to talk about things that aren't actually really the problem. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so to be intentional because so many people bring their first birth into their second birth. And I know I remind my clients all through pregnancy, like this, your second birth is not your first birth. I mean, how many V-backs have we seen? And I know we're going to tell a story where it's like she had a cesarean the first time and then labors for like two hours mm-hmm. the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like you can't, you have to realize that they're separate experiences, but it's really difficult to do that because then you go into labor and labor and the hormones tend to bring up all this stuff that – You've been suppressing. Mm-hmm. Also, well, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. 
I was gonna say too, like my one of my biggest pieces of advice is if you do have a traumatic birth experience that you recognize you need to like work through before mm-hmm. your next pregnancy, like please don't wait until you're pregnant again. Yeah. Like doing it at any point is a good thing and it's always gonna benefit to at least start at some point. But mm-hmm. I have to say the first trimester you're feeling so shitty. Yeah. You're not gonna wanna focus on your emotional needs and then that gives you even less time to work through it. So please don't give yourself like nine yeah. months to work through But if you don't your do it birth. and you're pregnant it's never too yeah, late. Yeah, it's start. never too late. Every so little bit helps. Some of my favorite things, and this sounds like so just like, but of course we did run around the moonlight last night. But, um, <laughs> damn it, like, I missed it. I'm so sad. I was more waddling. <laughs> journaling, I feel like, is so yeah, helpful. It, it's just so like amazing. Yeah. Getting out those feelings onto paper does something other than keeping it in your head and telling if, your story over and over. I was going to say, even if journaling isn't your thing, like speaking your story, yeah. whether that's into like, uh, you just record it and yeah. listen back to it or share it with people because like, i've seen it makes so a big difference. many people release trauma doing that like through crying and like all this stuff comes up and every time you do that you're releasing a little bit more <clears throat> See, I guys, like, every time i cry has purpose you never stop crying <laughs> so at some point it's got to run out of purpose <laughs> i have so much purpose i think that it's helpful to look at births like relationships too like if you're in an abusive relationship or even just a relationship that sucks that doesn't work yeah if you approach your next relationship like all the same things are going to happen then you end up having the same fights the same arguments and you can't approach a new relationship or a new birth with trauma from your past like you have to work through it so that your next relationship or birth can be healthy and like having like gratitude for the things you did like like I always think that it is true that having gratitude changes your focus and so you can be sad for what you didn't get while also like being grateful for other things that you did get like learning a lesson like I had somebody mention that to me when I had my first transfer they're like you've learned such a huge lesson about how moms feel when they're going through that so that you could probably support them better through it and I was like I've never thought about that yeah Mm -hmm. that's true and so it is true like feeling those feelings when I get to see a redemption birth it's like knowing how like deeply emotional your birth can be when it doesn't go right and how amazing it is when it does um it's just it's one of my favorite things in the world that's awesome so awesome all right well let's go to our break wow we're cruising Cruising. through this one and um, when we come back we're gonna tell two birth stories of the week that are redemption are we doing three i'll tell i'll tell one too all right so we'll have to do this summary we have all sorts all right let's go to break cue the music Oh, yeah. So today's sponsor for our episode is us. We started our Patreon recently, and there are special benefits that you can get just by being a patron of our podcast. So if you love our podcast and you would love to support us and putting out more great content, um, sign up for our Patreon. There's three different levels of support that you can give. Any little bit goes a long way in uh, helping us be able to continue making this podcast a reality. And for everyone who is supporting us already, um, we adore you. We thank you so much. Um, And we look forward to entertaining you guys for a long time to come. All right, let's go back to our episode. Welcome back from that delightful break. Let's, I can't, I can't do it. How was that curry? <laughs> oh my god, we have to go all the god, way back to the that. Curry was so delicious. It hit all the right spots. The hot spots. The hot spot of curry. <laughs> okay, so listen. 
Not only have we recorded this whole episode already and we're redoing it, but we also just finished doing our entire second half and realized that our cord got disconnected and it wasn't So this recording. is the redemption of the redemption of the redemption. So this is I'm the literally dying right now. Third time. I have no alcohol to keep me going. No, no coffee because who doesn't have coffee? I just ran out. <laughs> so this is the third time we've recorded. It's a good thing Lisa's story is amazing. I know. It is. So let's just dive right in. Like, like a muff. God, we are like not enthusiastic at all. Like, like we didn't a fucking say, We didn't say that last time. So that's new. That's Thanks for shaking it up That was a definitely bit. worth having to redo this whole fucking thing for, for yeah. sure. All right. So, so we have, we have several. We have a, a couple of really, really awesome redemption births. Two of them just happened over our Christmas holiday whatever we might get break. to a third it depends we'll yeah, see yeah we'll see i how will it leave goes. before that happens <laughs> <laughs> so the first birth i want to talk about is a birth that um was so special to me um and so this mom's first birth she was a client of me and kim's for her first birth and it was during the period of time that we call our birth mageddon um it was the longest day of births that i have ever attended we both hallucinated yeah we, i waited for a stop sign to turn mm-hmm. green <laughs> i forgot about i that. had to it be, didn't do that it did not and then you're like wait a second i'm still sitting here i, I did manage to make it back to the hospital though and then yeah called for someone no someone me. had to drive us home at the end of the night um after all these births so to to make a long birth story short from her first birth um so she was in labor forever. She was planning a birth center birth with me as a doula, Kim as the midwife. I got called to her house at, I think like 2 a.m. the night before. And so I went to her house. We labored and labored at her house. Finally decided it's time to go to the center. Go to the center. We labored and labored and labored and labored at the center. And she was... And then after that, we labored some more. Yeah. And she was such... A badass, like, because this wasn't even just, like, easy labor. It was, like, she was in intense labor all day long. And I think she was stuck at, like, seven or eight centimeters for so, so, so long. Like, almost from the time she got to the center to the time we transferred. It was, like, her whole life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so she was so tired. She hadn't slept well even the night before. She had been awake the whole night before that. And so um, we ended up transferring to the hospital because it's like, you need to get some sleep and things are just not progressing. And so we ended up transferring to the hospital at like 10 p.m. at night. And so I had been up almost for 24 hours at this point. Um, She had been up for longer than that. And so we transfer to the hospital. I get called to another birth. So Kim goes with her. Theme of the day. Together get called to another birth. No, we went to separate births. Right. Because then another one called. Yeah. Because you went. Yes. To, yeah. So then I so had, like a, four I had another time. <laughs> I had another client who called me at the same time that I was like, I couldn't go to. So I sent my mom as a backup. Meredith That was the went. one I went to. 
and for delivered Kim. that baby, which was good because. Oh, yeah, because that's how I met Terrence. Yeah. So they ended up. <laughs> which is so exciting. They oh, ended good. up having. That's actually awesome, too. Because that was a great redemption. That birth was also. her redemption birth. Mm-hmm. She attended a V-back redemption. Oh, that's birth. right. And yeah. she birthed like and it was she super, had done mm-hmm. it a million yeah, times. Yeah, because yep. that's the reason. Because we kept being like, oh, you have a little bit longer. We'll come see you after all these births. And then she was like, y'all. This kid yeah. Right. Now we're like, oh, OK. And so Sorry. <laughs> I sent my mom. Meredith went and delivered that baby, which ended up being like they walked in the door and she had her baby. Like, 10 I literally got there. Like, no, I think it was like two minutes. And so I get called to another first time birth. It's a home birth. That's like an hour away. And um on back country on back country roads like it wasn't even an interstate it was like um, i it was in the middle of nowhere and that's when you come like on the way back you yeah. called me just so i could talk to you so yeah. you wouldn't fall asleep. Yeah. were you just like this blah 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 i don't blah, know because i was blah. also still awake so it's probably like <laughs> are you awake yes uh, are you awake yes uh. <laughs> so i drank a five-hour energy i drove through the mountains to this home birth i'm up all night with this mom laboring she has her baby by like nine or ten in the morning the next morning um, I stay with her postpartum for several hours and then I drive you still drive back. I drank another five hour energy, drove back the hour to the hospital. Was that the day your liver died? Probably. <laughs> I don't it, know. They rejuvenate. It's My fine. liver. Five hour There's energy. another song. The day your liver died. <laughs> I don't know. If my liver hasn't. We're going to start an album. <laughs> if my liver hasn't died yet, I don't think two five-hour energies is going to do it. It was this just like, thank true. God she hasn't been drinking any alcohol today. Oh, my God. So, um, <laughs> which. All I, the days that we've ever said that. Which actually, I scratched that. The mom wanted me to have a glass of champagne to celebrate her home birth. So I did have one glass of champagne. I would have fallen on my then face. Then drank a five-hour energy, <laughs> stayed for a couple more hours, and then drove the hour back to the hospital. I was also offered alcohol at the birth that I attended. I was like, I will really, I will have I will to die. sleep on your couch yeah. if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I drive all the way back. She still labors for several more hours like she didn't have her baby until like four somewhere time between like four and six at night i think long, long time so we ago. stayed at the hospital longer and then she has her baby which um shockingly her pushing stage was very short she had the longest first stage labor like ever and then her body's finally like all right i'll give you this pushed, like, all right i'll give you this okay we'll push <laughs> for like 15 or 20 minutes with an epidural That's with wild. her first baby um and so she has her baby we stayed several more hours postpartum to support her postpartum and then me and kim are both just like oh my god i'm so dead right now (laughs) who came and picked you up because i remember i was going to and then someone else did my i don't know who picked him up chuck came to get me uh, oh okay and we got chinese food on the my parents just happened to be at the hospital visiting someone they knew okay and they like texted me and I was like, oh, thank God you can drive. That's home. awesome. Yeah. How weird that is, is that? Really weird. Yeah. Okay. So, so fast forward three years later and we find out she's pregnant again. Yay. She calls me and tells me she's pregnant again. Woo-woo. And so we did do some work during the pregnancy. Like, let's unpack the stuff from your birth. Like, let me remind you over and over again that your first birth is not your second birth. And she was super intentional about reminding herself of that but also not setting too high of expectations for herself she was like i'm not gonna be as set on my goal of having this happen as i was before because then if it doesn't Mm -hmm. i won't be as disappointed Mm -hmm. and so it was like set yourself up for for what you want to happen but she really prepared herself mentally for if it wasn't going to happen so she's so funny because she doesn't like people to wait on her she feels like if people are waiting around on her like freaks her out and so she was like 
listen, I just don't want anyone to feel held up by me. Because at one point, Jen came to check on her while I was there. And she was like, well, you know, I live like five minutes away. Do you want me to stay? Do you want me to go? She's like, I want you to come and go as you need. Go nurse your baby. Go do this. Come on. And Jen was like, I don't think that's how it works. Come on. Yeah. And Josh was like, no, we really want you to do that because it'll freak her out. if She feels like you're just waiting. She around. doesn't want people to just wait yeah. on her. Yeah. yeah. And so she her her water broke sometime in the middle of the night or she had a leak or something and so we were like okay just keep sleeping and resting and like we'll see if contractions pick up in the morning whole next day she had contractions like a little bit close you know like 10 minutes apart cl- slowly but just like early labor all day just, just yeah kicking in yeah just getting going labor, it was starting but it was just like you know lollygagging swaddling as it word. does and so she spent the whole day just like relaxing and watching tv and laughing and i kept being like okay just let me know when you want me to come guys and so eventually at like probably four or five at night josh is like i think i'm ready for you to come she keeps saying she doesn't know so i get in the car and i head that way and um he's like it's, it's a good thing that you decided you did come because now she has decided she wants you to come and so I get there and they're like, we just thought that maybe you could like rebozo us. And so I got there. Jen checked in with her. Um, so I did some like rebozo sifting on her. I did a sideline release. And then I was oh, like, yes. now I want you to get in the shower. Because so for other people to know, if you have a labor that's like having a hard time kicking in. Um, and if this was positional a, stuff. Yeah. And if this was another mom, I would have just like been like, hey, keep resting. You're fine. But her water had been broken. So it was like we needed stuff to keep going um so yeah so she gets in the shower and she comes out and it is on like donkey Kong, and we are like me and josh are like there's like oh yes it's happening and you could tell by i mean she labored so so beautifully like just like she was amazing and she handled it so well and there was some point in time where I was like leaning over her and it was like when labor is getting really intense and I was like rubbing her back and I'm like swaying with her and I like got this such hugely powerful feeling because I wanted this birth for her so bad and I just remember thinking to myself I was just like oh my god I have the best job in the world and I get to experience the honor of watching her be so strong and so amazing and so powerful and so beautiful and it just like washed over me just like how awesome women are and what they do you were emotional I was emotional um and so then like shortly after that she got into the tub and then I she handled labor so well that it was you hard. You didn't even know. <laughs> she never she never got checked, so we really didn't know where she was. We were just guessing by her, like, cues of her body. And so we knew labor was intense, but we're like, is it, like, transition intense? Or is it, like, just intense active labor? And so she'd been in the tub for, like, an hour, and I was like, all right, now's the time. You pulled a Liz. To get out and get on the toilet and pee. Everyone's worst nightmare. Everyone, And I always feel like the worst person in the world when I do it. You should. And so we get her out of the bathroom <laughs> and she gets on the toilet and one contraction on the toilet and she goes, Hoo! and then her water breaks all over the place. I need this. So we effect. thought she was like ruptured that whole time. But then like her water just was, it was probably if she the was, leak, it was just a high leak. And Wait, so, the first time we did it, it did really good sound effects. Did I? Yeah. I need that again. I need like a sound effects series. I don't of, think you could do that again. Oh, and then me and Josh looked at each other and we were like, oh, <laughs> So like There's that. a lot of You gushing. also did the water wave. You went, gush, 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 g
And of course, like birth workers all around can hear that noise happening oh, yeah. anywhere. Thank so, God I was on the toilet. So Jen comes rushing in and I was like, and we have real rum now. <laughs> and we were all like, we have real rum? Yes. <laughs> yes. But what about the rum? <laughs> what about the rum? <laughs> we drank it all in Cuba. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I actually can't drink it I was all. just thinking about <laughs> amniotic fluid and rum at the same time and all the things that happened. That's it's basically not good. what happened in Cuba. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so anyway, we quickly get her off the toilet. We get her back in the tub. And she's just laboring like a champ. So her next contraction comes. She's in the tub. And we hear a push. Like, And we're like, all right, second stage is starting. She's pushing on her own. Fantastic. Little did but you know. she labored so well. You know how we can hear when a baby's head is born from, like, across the house? <laughs> yes. Most moms let out this very guttural, like, loud noise when their baby's head crowns and comes out. That did not happen. And so we're just, like, <laughs> sitting there like, okay, that was a good push. Mm-hmm. And her husband was in the tub with her. And so then Jen looks at her husband, and he's making a weird face. And she's like what's that face about? And so she looks down and he's like, I, th- I think something. And she's like, oh, oh my gosh, the baby's head is out. The head. <laughs> the head is confirmed. We have a head. Everybody, we have a head. And, uh, and so it was so funny because Katie was the birth assistant and she was trying to like keep track of time for Jen. And then she was like, so it's been a minute ish. Give I or think. take. I don't know. <laughs> um, and so the next contraction comes, the baby comes out beautifully. Like, so smoothly flies out of the water dad catches his baby helps flew out of the water flew out in the water (laughs) into the water dad caught his own baby like pushed pushed the baby up through the front of her legs and pulled her up and then she had that moment that it's like every time gives me like the biggest chills and she was like she leans back and she was like i did it Aww. and i was like oh, oh yes you gosh, did. She did it there's a sheen of moisture in her eyes right now yes. just so everyone knows who's listening I just wanted is this, emotional i wanted this birth for her so bad and she rocked it so hard and was such a badass like i i was so proud of her and yeah. like just so happy for her that she got that birth that she wanted yeah um so they both shared words about their birth with us that I wanted to share with you guys. We've um, already heard them, but we'll listen again because <laughs> they're beautiful. <laughs> they're so beautiful. Just pretend it's the first time you've ever heard them. So she said, um, finally having the birth I always envisioned has helped me feel closure and peace with how things went the first time. I'll never know exactly what went wrong. But at least now I don't feel like my body or my mind completely failed me. And I definitely feel that you all being part of the process, again, gave me the boost I needed to think positively and focus on this birth. I don't think any mama should underestimate how valuable her birth team can be, whether things go as planned or not. And that's a story we hear over and over again. And why I love talking about redemption births is that when people have a birth go the way they want it to, it's so healing for the birth that happened. Mm -hmm before yeah if it doesn't like just take away the pain from the first experience i feel like it like reframes it somehow for women so that they can just like own it in a different way yeah and just not feel that overwhelming sadness anymore it's like it kind of like clears the slate out that's Mm -hmm. what you said about um ren yeah you had ren that just all the stuff that you were carrying around that you just felt just was gone Mm -hmm. after her birth like would totally healed yeah and just like I felt so proud of myself. So, oh yeah, what I said last time was that what about the moms who do everything right yeah. and then they mm-hmm. don't get that? Like, what can they do? Yeah. 
Like, what can they do to have that healing, you know? And so we wanted to put that out to you guys. Like, if you have been one of those people who has tried so hard to have your redemption birth and you don't feel like you got your redemption birth, are there things that you have done that you feel like have helped bring you that closure or that healing or the way you're thinking, even if your second birth doesn't go as planned? So let us know that. Reach out to us by email or Facebook Messenger. I think it's really important for women to know that there's a community of people out there that understands how they're feeling and might have insight into how to move. Yeah. Not past, but move yeah. within that experience. For sure. So let me read um, his what he said. Um, he said he's planning on keeping it short, but he got carried away. Um, oh, Josh. happens to us all the time. Josh yeah. got carried away? Nah. So he say, I say I went into the first birth kind of cocky. By that, I mean my thought process was something like, I know my wife is awesome. Does anything she says her mind to. I was 100% confident in her strength, power, and determination. So are we, because she's crazy awesome. Yeah. On top of that, I felt very educated, informed, and comfortable with the whole process and my role of supporting her. So when it turned into a non-progressing, drawn-out, eventually medicated and hospitalized situation, I was surprised, confused, and yes, disappointed. Clarification, not disappointed in my wife in any way, just that the birth ended up being so different than we had hoped, planned, prepared, and trained for. This time, from my perspective of no pain or work, it was perfect. I'm going to stop and say, um, you probably should not ever say again, no pain or work, because I know it felt that way for you. Well, last time I said I, we did this, I said, well, he clearly isn't a like sympathy pain kind of person. But then you're right. I'm remembering his first birth, like in the hospital, like his face, like he uh, was so in he was it. Going like, through he it was hard. in it with her real hard. Yeah. Because yeah, there's nothing he can do. This time, the hardest thing he did was open the whiskey bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and identify that his baby's head was out, obviously. And catch the baby. <laughs> so, yes, while it was not much pain or work for you, I know that for Lisa, it was... Um, Quite painful. Quite intense <laughs> and painful. That's that's how she said it. So, but he said, things progressed normally and at a good pace. There was no intervention in any way. It was hands down the greatest privilege of my life to witness and support her through the process. From early labor walking around the house and yard to catching our baby as I watched my wife in what seemed to me her simultaneously most powerful and vulnerable moment. It was truly beautiful. It was an experience that is hard to define with words and the kind that every couple having a baby should get the opportunity to have. It also somehow made the first birth make more sense. Why did it go the way it did? I don't know, and I don't think anyone else does or ever will. But it just made it feel like the decisions we made at the time were indeed the correct ones. Was it ideal or what we wanted? No. Did it make postpartum harder? Yes. Did she do unbelievably awesome both times? Yes. But having the opportunity a second time for everything to go as planned, to witness birth in its natural, beautiful form, and for her to prove without any doubt to herself that she could indeed do it was a very beautifully intense emotional experience. That was amazing. Yeah. I thought he said he couldn't put it into words. <laughs> and then he and did it eloquently. And, <laughs> and he did windedly. it. More That's awesome. <laughs> Well, to go through what he did in the hospital and then mm -hmm. have, like, see this, like, mm -hmm. that And I has think to that that's awesome. important, and we're going to have the dads talk soon, but, like, talking about how it redemption births are healing for partners yeah. as well, not just um, for the moms, but for their partners as well. It can be so healing. So just hearing that also from a man's perspective is super interesting for me. So, like, yeah. you guys rocked it. I'm so proud You're of amazing. you. You're amazing. You're complete badass. I am so sad I missed it, but proud of myself for keeping my 
freaking schedule. <laughs> yeah. It was so hard. All of it. The, pro- the thing about it is, is you probably, yeah, you didn't go, but you're Not probably at me. home doing something else that you really didn't want to be doing. Probably. <laughs> I believe you were. <laughs> so let's go on to our second birth story of the week. Another redemption birth that happened um, just this past couple weeks. Yeah, it was one of my Christmas babies. So this mom, I had only met in passing because she was late to care. Um, and then for some reason, she just saw Jen every time um, for the small handful of times. But in the one time that I did see her, I just loved her. She's so funny. She just laughs all the time. And she's so sweet. But because I didn't spend any time with her, I just forgot she was a V-back. Like she had, had a, a previous cesarean that I'll tell you about. But I forgot. So when I rushed to her birth, I it wasn't in my mind that yeah. she had had a C-section. Because when you go to V-back births, you kind of anticipate more like a first-time right, labor. it's going to be long. Mm-hmm. So her first birth, she's from Chicago. Yeah. And Chicago. her f- Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> Duh, bears. <laughs> I'm Sorry. from Chicago. Sorry. I'm, I went into New Girls. New Girl. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> Moving on. So her first birth was awful. Um so she and I didn't know any of this until after her second birth. We're just sitting there. I'm just chatting with her. Maybe if you had a time during her right. second labor to catch up on all these, th- all yes, these things, it, you would have known. Exactly. But that's not how it worked. Thank goodness. So I said, well, tell me about your first birth. And she said, well, what happened was the anesthesiologist messed up my epidural and I couldn't breathe like my lungs wouldn't work. So I had to have an emergency cesarean. And I was like, uh, right. And I was like, oh, my God, that's horrible. Uh, it's like giving me chills. And it happens way more often than you would mm-hmm. think. I like had you a, had someone. I had a client who hired me for a second birth because that happened. Her first birth. Yeah. That happened so, to one of our clients. I just mm-hmm. remember looking at her chest rising and falling. And I was like, oh, no. And the nurse mm-hmm. didn't do anything about it. Oh, it's so scary. It was awful. So I was like, okay, well, how far along were you when you got your epidural? And she said, I was eight centimeters. And I was like, oh, wow. How long, you know, were you in labor? She goes, oh, gosh, like an hour and a half. You had you were only in labor for an hour and a half and then you were eight and then you had an emergency for her first baby, which is why her second birth makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. But so she said we actually moved to Virginia because I knew there was no way I was birthing in this hospital again. So if we were going to have any more kids, um, they couldn't go there. Yeah. And so I will add in she is a beautiful black woman. So they get the worst care like they just do their outcomes are significantly worse significantly worse and she knew that and she's aware in areas too oh yeah yeah so she was like we knew if we were going to have any more kids that i was not i'm not coming ever back to this hospital ever again ironically that hospital closed Mm -hmm. so um and her son that that little boy is four now so so christmas eve um I had my Christmas on Christmas Eve morning and then I took call for Jen so she could have her Christmas, but she was so exhausted because she has a 12 month week old. Anyway, Jen was supposed to put me on call, but she fell asleep while she was switching the phones because she's exhausted. Yeah. (sighs) Because she has Nolan and she's not sleeping and she's attending birds. She's going crazy. So she, Jen called me at like one 30. Yeah. And she was in the morning on Christmas and she's like, Hey, I'm sorry. I fell asleep and um Crystal's husband just called and there's like some yelling in the background and I can't, I don't know what's going on. And I was like, 
what mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what you're calling me with and she's like yeah i don't know and i'm so i'm asleep she's asleep and i'm like okay you know what i'm just gonna call so i call him and he's like i i don't she's you know i could hear her in the background yeah. and i could hear she's clearly in transition so in my mind what i thought had happened was that they texted jen or called jen the day before like hey some labory stuff is happening yeah Jen forgot to tell me and now she's about to push a baby out and I just didn't know. No, that's that not is what not happened. what happened. But I was, you know, I was like, Jen. And she's like, I didn't know. So that was the first call was the call. That was the I, first call at so 1.30 at 1 in the morning. And so I hear and I was like, listen, I'm going to I'm going to hang up on you. I'm going to call the nurse. I'm going to find a nurse to come to your house. I'm going to call Jen. I'm going to have her come to your house. And then she starts pushing. Oh, gosh. OK, so. I wanted I wanted to find the nurse, but the nurse that was on call was over an hour away, Ugh. and then suddenly I can hear that she is pushing. Yeah, and so I say, so you're rushing. So I'm like, oh my god! Like I'm tr- I'm jumping into my pants in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm I have to get someone to go to his house. Did you fall over dramatically? Like <laughs> so, <laughs> hit my, hit my head on the side, and then I, then I knocked out, and then they had their baby alone, and that's what happened. That's not what happened. So I say, listen. It sounds like she's pushing. And he goes, ah, and I was like, no, no, it's okay. She's probably pushing. I love that reaction. And he goes, no, she's not. And he goes, you better not be pushing. Don't you start pushing this kid out. And I said, listen, it's okay. She's going to have a baby and I'm going to walk you through. And he goes, I'll buy you a damn baby on Craigslist. Just stop pushing. Like he's yelling all this stuff. So I'm trying to take him seriously, but I'm laughing because I can't. And I'm like, I have to hang up because I have, to, I got to get a hold of somebody to call you. I'll call you right back. So I call the nurse that's on call and I'm like, I have, I'm going to call somebody that's local because she's already pushing. And she's like, okay. So I call Meredith who was not available not available incapacitated it was christmas eve i was off Off call call my dad and my brother came to visit i literally laid down like five minutes before she called and And she was having fun she was incapacitated i was not available to be a professional so i called katie and so it ends up sorry katie i'm never partaking in anything fun ever again (laughs) that is a lie so then i called jen back and i was like i am so sorry i know that your kids are gonna get up in a couple hours but could you please just just go to her house it's seven minutes away just be there i'll you can leave as soon as i get there and she was like i got you so i call benny back and he's like "Ah!" (laughs) like he's trying to tell me what's happening but he's like cracking all these jokes and i'm like listen listen sense of humor will get you through a lot of things in life so funny and she is clearly in it she is like she's pushing so i'm like listen can you get a towel he goes i'll get you the whole damn closet just make her stop pushing oh my god (laughs) and i was like i can't it's okay and then the phone hung up so at at this point i'm like i'm getting in my car i call him back i hear her and i'm like just look and see if you if you see the baby just tell me what you see and he's like i don't know and so then his, his phone hung up again oh, and I couldn't get a hold of them. So it, I guess he ended up calling Jen. I don't know why my phone was hanging up. So anyway, um, they called Jen. She pulled up. She races up the stairs and she gets there exactly one minute before that baby's head falls Aww. out. 
Oh, I didn't think y'all made it. Jen made it. No one else made it. Okay. So when I got there several minutes after that, they were on the bathroom floor, you know, just your typical oops birth. (laughs) So what's the (laughs) crazy? Look what happened. So what's crazy is that I didn't know, like, and then I looked at Jen and I was like, did she call you last night? And this is like over her, you know, she's laying there. The placenta is not coming. (laughs) She's obviously still in pain. And all I want to do is know did you freaking screw you (laughs) is this your fault and jen goes what no no but the way she responded i'm like you're a liar i don't believe anything you're saying (laughs) i don't don't believe you at all this is what you have to look forward to if you push your baby out accidentally at home (laughs) so so her placenta did not come as it was supposed to and and it's it was so cute because her mom was on Skype like the whole time talking the whole time like what's going on <laughs> I see this oh there's a baby oh there's this and she was on for the whole birth the whole postpartum and um she was like get that placenta out like she kept going just get why is the placenta still in why are they not getting the placenta out so we ended up moving her to the bed where she ended up with a cord avulsion because <sighs> she couldn't she just couldn't sit up to try pushing yeah. she would get dizzy. So um, Jen was like, I guess I'll just try some traction. And the cord snapped. I hate and, that. And I was like, do you? I said, do you want me to get you some gloves? She goes, nah, it's all right. You go ahead. Are you serious? <laughs> I think it was. She, she was, was just like, like, I'm done. She I'm was done. So, I'm done. I wasn't so supposed done. to be here. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so she got the beautiful part. And I got the shit job of helping this poor girl. Like after get all she had just out. been through. Yeah. So I did. We just kind of, you know, went in. We got it. It was fine. But that's when she told me, so um, Katie got there. I'd like, she handed me a towel. I didn't even know she was there. I was like, I need a towel. <laughs> that sounds oh, like Katie just hey, like magically floating in and giving you what you need. Right. Well, I should say she showed up before the cord snapped. She sounds a lot more helpful than I would have been in that moment. Well, thank God. I was like, thank God Meredith didn't try to make it because cause Katie ended up doing like an IV and pit and like all these things. So she needed actual yeah. medical she attention. somebody who could actually do the so, job. Once her placenta was out, she just became this like beautiful chipper human that she is. And I said, and so of course I said, so did you, cause Jen had already left. So did you, did you, did you call us? She did was you, still digging. Yeah. Oh, she was like, I'm going to the bottom it. of this. I wasn't listening to Jen. So did you text Jen last night or any like heads up or, you know, any Anything? other, any other lie that we can catch Jen in? <laughs> and she was like, no. And I was like, so what happened? If this poor girl got up at midnight, no, no contractions, nothing midnight. Her baby was born at 209. Oh my gosh. She got up at midnight to take a bite of a cookie <laughs> so that when her kid would wake up, he would see that Santa ate the cookie. Oh so she they had the cookie. I know. I don't know. <laughs> I would like that recipe, please. She was like, well, I was having some like, cr- like, I don't know what it was. I thought the baby was just moving weird. So I took a bite of the cookie and then all of a sudden she like, it, it hit her. Hit. It was like, Whoa. she literally crawled. They have a three story. There's like f- four oh, story. I don't no. know. There's a million stories to this house. And her son had fallen asleep on the very tippy top her husband and her son together watching a movie. So she like was literally falling over, crawling across. She ended up throwing up on the floor, throwing oh, the cookie back up gosh. because it was so intense. She cried. Baby Santa got sick. Santa, Santa got sick. Santa also was partaking <laughs> too much tonight. Santa hated your cookies. <laughs> 
so it was just it was so awful so I was like oh my god I'm so sorry she goes yeah and I couldn't walk and so I started yelling for help but the TV was on so loud no one could hear me oh my god she crawled all the way up the stairs down the hallway and into her bathroom where she started feeling pushy and she's yelling for anybody to hear her and no one came (laughs) so it took i don't know how long for her to get her husband's attention he finally walks in and then calls you imagine walking into that room being so unexpected he's like like, what are you doing in here like (laughs) why are you on the floor (laughs) why is there throw up all over your face so she's telling me this story and I'm like, oh my God, that sounds horrible. Sounds like a fucking nightmare. She said, I didn't like a know. lot of my stories from college. <laughs> Mine is a baby. The less empowering. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then they called Jen and that's when my story picked back up from when they got a hold of me and then we went back and forth. But she, and then she goes, I said, well, tell me about your first birth. And she's like, well, it was a C-section. I was like, shut the hell up shut the front door you what so then she told me about so like i learned all these things from the end to the beginning and i couldn't believe it and the whole time she's telling me this story her husband's in and out using our gloves because he had to clean up her throw up and then the dog got upset and shit on the floor so he had to clean that up (laughs) poor benny man he's just like body fluids are everywhere as we like to say birth it's a lot more shit and vomit and amniotic fluid. Thing then, well, we were giggling while he was cleaning it up. So then I like, I just felt good that everybody was laughing after that. Like, cause it did get really stressful. With yeah. Her, yeah. With her, she is amazing. Yeah. So I'm like, listen, don't ever try to leave your ho- your, your house yeah. to have a baby. No. Like next time you're you going to wake up with it, it in the bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's a badass, And I am just awesome. so happy. I got to be a part of that. That's amazing. So I think that I want to close out this episode talking about like I not Meredith's story. No, no. My, I actually would rather save mine for another episode if it's appropriate. Yeah. I really love this we story. don't have time for another no, story. It's fine. But I think that part of redemption birth is that like don't compare your story to other people's no. story. Just don't, don't compare yourself to other people. Don't ever. compare because like kind of what you were saying about people that wanted it and didn't get it like. I feel like it's always part of our growing process. Like you can be happy for people with wherever they're at, despite where you're at. So it's like whatever birth, whatever you're bringing to that birth, try not to compare it to your first birth. Try not to compare it to everybody else. Like everyone's story is their own. And the only thing that we can do is us personally at that moment, prepare for our best case scenario and be prepared for if it doesn't go according to best case scenario. But all these moms that do have these redemption births, like, I love redemption births. Like you guys are my favorite. Oh, this was the point that we made last time too, is that some of our moms that have the best redemption births do end up feeling a lot of like maybe some postpartum depression or some sadness afterwards. So I just want to say like, even if your birth goes exactly how you want Mm -hmm. it, that doesn't mean that your postpartum is just going to fly by. Like you still need to prepare and have like meals and and help and friends and family. Like don't, don't cut yourself short Mm -hmm. just because you had a good birth. Because sometimes you like are looking so much to that birth that you forget, forget that no matter how good your birth is like your postpartum you is still, still have to do it with a baby not easy <laughs> yeah so the only other th- else that thing we have to say is that like all you women out there no matter <laughs> who you are falling apart are badasses yes. amazing we applaud you and it we is such you. a privilege and an honor to get to witness you in all of your power and all of you that haven't had a redemption birth I freaking love you probably more. So yeah, yeah. I just have to say that. Yes, just you all are. The love. 
a badass for going through the things that you've gone through too and you know surviving on the other side yeah all right and the only other thing left to say is cheers, cheers. <laughs>